Hello, governors. My name is Ravi, and I'm joined by Christian Arjuna, and together we are Was It Good? Today we're discussing episode three of season two of The Mandalorian, and it is my supreme pleasure to welcome Was It Good favorite and children's movie expert, Brett Raider. Brett, hello. Hello. Um, I'm glad that my title is children's movie expert because that is what I am. <laughs> yes. Please explain to us why you are an expert. Uh, because uh, previously in the year of our Lord, uh, 2019, I came on this podcast to talk about a children's movie called Pokemon colon Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and in doing so, I was awarded a doctorate in the uh, in the realm of children's film. So now I'm a children's film expert. I, I heard a rumor that you are actually co-writing the sequel. Can you can you confirm? Yeah, it's um. So they're changing it up because they they've done the whole Pikachu thing. So now it's Pokemon colon Detective Hitmonlee. <laughs> wow, so we're, we're moving it to one of the other Pokemon. <laughs> we're gonna he kicks and, uh, crime in the nuts. Meryl and Meryl Streep is gonna do. I heard. I heard Meryl she really Streep. elevates every project that she. She does. really does. Um, but you can't. She, she's coming with lots of. She's coming with lots of good notes. Um, she was like. Hey, there's uh, an onyx in this scene. Maybe there should be a a duo. Doug, is that one? <laughs> Doug duo? Trio. Dr- yeah. Doug Trio. Doug Trio. And I was like, Wow, Meryl, that's really that's a fantastic suggestion. You are. I can't you, believe you won so many Oscars and are so, you know, you know so much about the original 151 Pokemon. Meryl Streep. Brett, you are aware Pokemon trading cards are making a comeback, specifically within like the YouTube and the Twitch space, where there are there are basically people looking for first edition box sets, trading card packs that are going upwards of thirty to forty five thousand US dollars. Are you aware of this, uh, Brett? No. I'm not aware. <laughs> Wait, you're not? <laughs> I am as an adult who But is you're a children's movie expert. Not a, uh, I'll be real. Not really a children's movie <laughs> expert. Uh, what? As an adult with no children, I don't. I, I mean, though, I guess like having children wouldn't really this this whole like forty thousand dollars for a for a Squirtle card is like actually seems more like adult business than with than child's <laughs> yeah, business. That's true. That's true. Let's bring it back. We're obviously talking Mandalorian here. Uh, what? Another <laughs> children's tale, or it comes from. A children's story? Is Star Wars considered a children's story? Star Wars, story? yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, 100%. A children's story. Yeah. It could be. 100%. Could be. Yeah. Are, do children wear Kylo Ren backpacks to school? Yes, it's a children's story. I, I mean, the, the creator yeah. the creator himself, George Lucas, has said that. It's a child? This is a, it's a, it's a children's sock. This is a children's Here's the thing, movie. Brett. I, I, to work, I take an Imperial backpack. Yeah, and you're not a child. So, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying that you have childish, uh, you have childish uh, manners, and and you have childish interests, <laughs> and you should get a fucking adult's backpack. Get a Timbuktu. Timbuktu. There's fun fact: the Timbuktu bag is probably cheaper than the Star Wars backpack. Oh God. Yeah, and it can like hold your laptop, like you're an adult with a job. Yeah, well, my job doesn't really feel like your, an adult job. I dig not your like little baggie of carrots that your mom gave you. <laughs> How does he know and go-gurt with gogurt. 
Uh, Brett, so as you're joining the podcast, like we usually like to do, we like to recap the entire episode. Our Juno, our crackhead, crackpot, crack producer, uh, sits there and comes up with the DVD chapter title listing. I believe I sent you over the um, chapter list in our outline, if you don't mind pulling that up. And I, I kind of would like you, as you're the guest, to kind of run through that and give us, uh, you know, kind of list them off and then either – Agree or disagree if it makes any sense to you. Do I have to read all of these? You can read the ones that you want to, and if, if you skip one, I'll jump in. These are a lot of chapters for a 35-minute. Uh, Arjuna is very thorough. Hence, for a 35-minute. Um, it's just like producer. lots of these things are like within the same scene, really. And I, I'm just saying like as a as someone who was a connoisseur of DVDs back in the day when those existed. Hey, Gen Zoomers, whatever you're called. <laughs> back in the day, there was something called a DVD. And your parents used to fall asleep to the DVD menu. What are you talking about? Uh, we're having so, you... Uh, uh, we'll have, uh, we're going to have you read this DVD menu uh, for this episode. Okay, so there's falling, uh, there's wakey wakey landings ready. That's when they're they're landing and they have to wake up. <laughs> falling on fire is when they they're falling through the atmosphere. Just missed it. This is a good part of the episode. I like they're like they're falling. I feel like all this could be one chapter. By the way, <laughs> very much so. These are my notes. So I I I really did enjoy. Are we talking about this or are we just we're, we're going to go these? through? Then we'll nitpick into to certain things, but we can also jump. We we jump around do whatever we want here. So. Okay, I've never watched the show. <laughs> so I did. I'm just going to talk about it. I liked when there was the landing scene and he's like, hey, frog, frog lady, I need you to hold this hang. And I'm like, oh, no, you're going to let the baby Yoda eat the eggs. near the eggs. She can't guard the eggs. And then they, they get so close and they basically land. They pull up the landing and then there's a pause. <laughs> and then the ship falls into the ocean. I thought that was good comic timing. Smash gut into the opening. I thought I really enjoyed that. Anyways, frog lady, froggy lady reunites with not Jar Jar. All right. Squishy currency. That's just like a, that's not the name of the chapter. That's just like something where it's like, oh, I didn't know their their currency was squishy, but it like, looks like it. Was he playing with food or was the food playing with him? I have some thoughts about this scene. Setting sail with the Barbosas. Incorrect. Captain Barbosa was played by Jeffrey Rush's character, who is a skeleton, not by uh, the the um, what's his name, the other guy with the squid face. Get your fucking <laughs> Jeez. pirates. Well, of the well first off, it's a refer right. it's a reference to when we watched it because uh, one of the people we a watched it with, Sahara, referred to them as the Barbosas. You are correct. Barbosa is the non-squid face oh, oh, so one. But it is it is for the uh it is for the reference of literally two people at this table. It's it is not for you. Yeah, Brett, Brett, it is not for you. Yeah, it's also a trigger this you. This reference is literally for no one. It's to trigger you. <laughs> it's not literally for no one. It's literally for two people, and none of them are listeners to this podcast. Uh that's you though, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a sip. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a dramatic sip. The next chapter up. title. I'm gonna run through this because I, I'm done with this segment. <laughs> We're not even halfway through. It's a trap. Pew pew bang pew pew. Starbuck is alive. <laughs> My God, I'm a religious nutcase. Live action rebels episode sequence. <laughs> My armor is going to need a nice shining after this one. 
Long live Los Pollos Hermanos. Casual name dropping. Don't eat that. It's alive now. That moment when you realize the shop ripped you off. And the final one, this episode wasn't directed by Dave Filoni. <laughs> Brett, that was beautiful. <laughs> you uh, seem very, very triggered. It's longer than right it needs to be. I apologize to the listeners. Listen, these guys put me up to it. I didn't want to do this. You volunteered. We've got it on tape. I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> can we? Uh, can we? Can we cut Brett's feed? I, I want. We can. Off. We I want can easily, the pot. Well, I mean, he's not even it's on pot. the screen right now, and you could easily cut his audio. I should. You have the power. Just. So yeah, that was uh, that was the chapters. That was the chapters according to Arjuna. Also, I I I personally enjoyed this. This actually is a great recap of the entire episode. Um, I think the big thing here, the biggest thing that was the most interesting thing here, is Christian's uh, prediction from last week. What was my prediction? You you had predicted. Uh, so going back to the chapter, Frog Lady reunites with not Jar Jar. That uh, that was my prediction. Oh, that was our June prediction, that was which was that Jar Jar Binks was going to make an appearance. <laughs> it was it was a dumb prediction. I know it was a, an I, intentionally I, dumb no no, prediction. but I I still kind of really had hopes that I it would too. happen. Me too. Just because it would. Isn't Jar Jar Binks like elderly at this time? We don't know how they age. Yeah, we don't but, know how uh, this is, you know. But. No, but like, so he, I mean, wasn't he like older? Wasn't he seemingly like more older and mature in the third of the prequel movies? And that movie took place <laughs> decades before this I takes mean, I place. I would say he was older. He was just wearing more clothes. That's true, actually. Yeah. He was wearing fluffier sure. clothes. Yeah. I don't know if that Pretty makes much it. it just seemed like he had a more mature air about him. Like he was like in the first movie, he's just like, hey, I'm a wacky guy. And then the third one, he's like, I'm a senator now. Look at my robes. No, he's like, I'm going to dissolve the Senate. Watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grant this guy emergency powers. Que- question. Yes. Is Jar Jar Binks the Mitch McConnell of the Star oh, Wars universe? Um, yes. Yes, he is. Is Mitch McConnell, was he goofy before he came to power? Look at Mitch, him. I guess. Just look at him. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. He has some sort of amphibian-esque thing going on with his hands. Yeah, yeah. The boom. So, yeah. You boom. pay attention Sorry to a lot here. of people's hands there. He's a hands guy. He's very. He hands. likes hands. He's very hands-on. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, what was my prediction for this episode? I don't even remember. Your prediction for this one? Maybe if you pull up the the beautiful outline that we yeah, have I, here. I have it. Yes. Bull predictions. Okay, so. Episode eleven, Frog Lady repairs a droid, and he becomes a companion. That so Richard, I, yeah, Richard Iodi's character that did obviously did not happen. No, no. Instead, going back to our, another one of our Junus chapters, uh, Starbuck is alive. So Katie Sackoff reprising her role uh, as Bo Katana as Starbuck, uh, basically as Starbuck. Yes, I mean Bo. Hold on, reprising her role. So, so for those listening and uh, watching. Say Katie Sackhoff is playing a character called Bo Katana. We are first introduced to this character in Star Wars, Clone the Wars. Clone Wars, mm. where Katie Sackhoff actually voices the character of Bo Katana. Yeah. So Katana, she voices not- the same character on the animated show? Yes. Katana. She does? Hell yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, I did cool. not I like know that. that. Yeah, she she was in the Clone Wars, Whoa. worked way back when with Dave Filoni. Obviously, was the same character in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Um, which is also coincidentally the last time we see her holding the dark saber, which is a big story piece through the Mandalorian, because sure. we learn in this episode that she is looking for that yep. shiny death stick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it a death stick. Yeah. So actually, shiny is not the right word because it's glowy. Dark. Glowy. 
Uh, it's more like a black hole of, uh, you know. It's the absence of shiny. Yeah. It's a, it's a black hole. It's a black hole of saber. But a black hole would have no light, and when you light it, it still projects some kind of light because there's the, the white outline, and then within the black blade, there are white cracks. So, glowy. <laughs> Anyways. Phosphorescent. Anyway, moving on from there. So yeah, Starbuck is back. Um, I I would say most people on this pod right now, the three of us, all knew who the character of Bo-Katan is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, you did not, correct? No, because I don't watch children's television shows. Lies. I know you do. I watch Adventure Time. <laughs> there you go. Children's show. Now, it's not a children's show. Yes, I don't know. That's definitely no, that a, is a show. Show. that is a show specifically for upperclassmen in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Brett is really on a roll it's, here. It's for 21-year-olds. Um, on drugs. So, you know, I, I don't know much about the extended Star Wars universe. Uh, so I'm watching this show, and I, I love Battlestar Galactica, by the way. So – and I, I – I, I understood she, she she takes off her helmet and I understood, you know, those videos where like, oh, it's this is someone just whipped out their phone during that, you know, like end game or whatever. And people are literally Screaming. like cheering and crying during that, mm-hmm. you know, the scene on your left cap. Um, <laughs> yeah, I understood why people did that, because at 730 in the morning on my couch, I'm screaming like, yes, yes. And I didn't even know that like Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> Play this character like this character A was a thing, and that B was played by Katie Sarakoff in the animated series or whatever. I just saw her. I love Battlestar Galactica. I'm like, I just you know. So I saw her. I was like, hell yes, this show just got kicked up a notch mm. because every episode's had some had some interesting, uh, you know, guest actors, whether it's Oliphant, mm. whatever. And you got Katie Sarakoff here. If that's me, then what am I? That's like. PSG rep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was all for. It. I love it. I I'm a little bit sad though. I'm not, I I don't I know nothing about the dark saber which we just talked about. I'm gonna assume uh, dark saber probably not not a good guy saber. So actually, the dark saber is important to the Mandalorians because it's used. It's a basically an icon to the people, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, something that represents or something that's given. By uh, by force or by will or whatever um, that symbolizes uh, leadership. Hmm. So the whole reason I, uh, that she wants it is because she, like the weapons and the ship and everything, she wants to go back and take uh, control of Mandalore. So the Clone Wars, or excuse me, not the Clone Wars, the Rebels show, which takes place, um, was it just before episode four? Four, four. yeah. Ends with her with the dark saber leading the Mandalorian people. So she is the leader. So between the, the events of that, is it a good thing or is it like, oh no, she's gonna she's gonna? Act, we don't really know. I, I would say she's neutral. Like yeah. she's not good. She's not bad. She's trying to unite her people. So I would yeah. say that's a, she, a good thing. She's lawful neutral. Is she lawful neutral? No, I, is I would. Uh, yeah. So if we're gonna go with the, the, the Dungeons D&D? and Dragons alignment. Um, I don't know if she's lawful neutral because she'll break the law. Uh, she just she might be neutral neutral. She might be she might be. I don't think I she's good or bad. And I think she'll break the laws when it suits her, and she just wants what she wants. You know. I was just stoked because obviously I, I like Katie Sackhoff as an actress. I love battle. Like any any time like we can just shine more light on Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> I'm all for. 
in the culture. So like I saw her, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is great. And it's clearly not a situation where she's like Timothy Olyphant. Like, we probably, might, I don't know, we might not see Timothy Olyphant again or whatever. Like because the show is such like a monster of the week, mission of the week show. It yeah. seemed like they they were setting her up for sort of a longer thing here. Mm-hmm. She's after the same thing uh, Gus Fring is after. <laughs> Bob Gideon. Yeah, yeah, Gus Fring. Gus Fring. For Los, yeah, Polos Hermelos. <laughs> I don't care. Nerd, whatever the name is. Like comes from the past. She's after the same thing as her. She's like, she's kind of, she is in this sort of relative like leadership role within the Mandalorians, but of a different tribe. And so we can learn more about this, you know, the different sects of mass of Mandalorians or whatever. But I kind of got the the vibe as a person who doesn't know all these characters because I haven't read the book, read the books or watched the, the other series. Like I got the vibe from her that like, She's going to be kind of an ally now, but probably setting up for her to be like in opposition to the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian that we know and love. We got to give him a name. Din 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 Jaren. Yeah, I think. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro. Kevin. 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 Let's call him Kevin. Uh, Yeah. Kevin Starpia. Yeah, it's a. So, so first of all, I had no idea she did the voice. So I knew, I think I knew, because you guys said uh, at the beginning, right before we got into the season, that she was cast as Bo-Katan. And obviously Bo-Katan, sister of Satine, Obi-Wan's lover. Satine! (laughs) Exactly. That's the the response I was looking for. Very good. Um, So uh, I wasn't quite sure what to expect with Katie Sackhoff, that, that betrayal. But good Lord, it was seamless. It was like... And again, this is not knowing that she did the voice. So she like came up on screen, kind of like Brett. I think Arjuna and Sahara would sit next to me, and yep. they, they said I went like, <gasps> gasp, oh. like I gasped because I, I knew exactly immediately who it was. It was seamless. It was exactly what you would picture. Um, she's still a badass, you know. And like Brett said, um, her badassery we know from Battlestar Galactica, so it like transitions perfectly into this character. Um, yeah, to answer Brett's question, she will return as will Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, Frog Lady, and everyone when they do uh, Avengers Age of Ultron <laughs> at the end of the season when the Avengers all have to come together to defeat Musk again to defeat uh, Gus Fring. Yes, the, the fried chicken. Man. I'm actually more. I'm actually subscribed for uh, Frog Vision when they just have the Frog Lady. In her <laughs> yes. Husband. So their, speaking, their own spin-off show. <laughs> Frog Vision. It's going to happen. So I speaking th- of that, there was a lot of articles that were saying for, for the actress that plays Cara Dune, which is Gina Carano. So obviously Gina Carano recently has said some really stupid things on social media. So a lot of people are saying that just write off the Cara Dune character and replace her with the Frog Lady because it's a much more compelling and interesting dynamic. Can I be honest? <laughs> Go ahead. About wait, Frog wait, Lady. When are you not honest, Brett? Uh, I lied when I said I liked all three of you. Oh, fuck off. You've never said that. That's true, actually. I like all three of you. <laughs> That's a bold faced uh, lie. And it's a lie. Um, I do not like hanging out with Frog Lady. I do not like hanging out with Frog Lady's husband. I don't like the, the, the like, oh, they don't all speak the same language. I hate watching these Muppets like make out with each other. It's very <laughs> uncomfortable. Like I thought for a second when they were reunited that they were going to do like, like a make out thing, but they're frogs. So their tongues go out like Ugh. super far. So I, I don't like seeing them. I don't like watching little tadpoles. I, Wait, I let me, just don't. Do you like me have a phobia of frogs? 
No, but I do have a phobia of invertebrate sea creatures, squid, Wait, really? octopi, etc. So this episode was not hot for me. Uh, when when Baby Yoda has his old boy moment at the beginning of the episode when he gets his little bowl of oatmeal or whatever, like super uncomfortable for me. The end when like the the little like starfish, but a little bit more aggro. The starfish was coming and hanging out and trying to squash baby odes like super uncomfortable like i was fine with the guys that were calling the barbosas for some reason <laughs> like i'm fine with them because they just kind of clearly look like puppet face guys i i just I, i'm not a tentacle guy i i i it's like super some people are afraid of spiders some people are afraid of snakes i literally just cannot even look at like an octopus tentacle without without just like feeling my skin crawling off so interesting so uh, for your brother not, cool, not, not tentacle guy not yeah. tentacle guy. Not tentacle. I'm no, shocked, no. actually. That's the quote that we'll put out on our Instagram. So be sure to no. check out uh, <laughs> our Instagram on Was It Good BTM for a very horrific Photoshop job of Brett and an octopus. <laughs> Brett Raider as an octopus. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to all pe- people just sending me photos of uh, of the thing that I'm uh, <laughs> afraid of. Most afraid uh, of. Yeah. Looking of. So yeah. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm trying to be honest and, and human here, and I just can't wait. I'm so excited for you guys to turn it into um, a meme. No, so a pleasure for your, my pain. So. <laughs> Don't do that to Brett. He's a friend, kind of. Not really. Um, so obviously we saw Katie Sackhoff's character. One of the other big character reveals or actor reveals or actress reveals was uh, um, Sasha Banks, uh, Mercedes Bonato, uh, WWE wrestler. Uh, she was in oh. in the early marketing campaigns where we saw her on this planet, and a lot of people had thought, "Oh, she's potentially playing uh, Sabine from Star Wars Rebels," which would mm. make sense with the connect with Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff's character, and all that. It's actually revealed in this episode she's playing a, a brand new Mandalorian that we've not heard of before. Kos- Kosoka Reeves is the character's name. So is that the same Reeves? Kosoka. K-O-S-K-A. Christopher Reeves. Is that... I don't think there's a relation to Superman. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah. Uh, Yet. So is the, uh, the lady who's under the black cloak, is that the Mandalorian? Or is that a different character completely? No, that's her. That, that is, is her. That okay. is Sasha Banks. I thought, that's, yes. I thought, that, I saw, I thought yeah. that too, but I was like, oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's actually a different character, even than the Mandalorian. But if they're the same, then that's good. Less confusing, less uh, complicated is good. But Katie Sackhoff was not the same in the beginning of the episode as she was later. It was her twin, so Quatan. What the? Okay, fuck? stop what? giving misinformation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the last thing I actually say. This on, shit on is Bo-Katan. so confusing enough as it <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. and the fact that every single plot point. I it comes back to you guys, and you're like, "Well, actually, in season three, episode four of the Rebel, like, it's like." I don't follow any of that shit. So and like, so when you, one of you says something like that, I'm like, makes sense. Yeah, of course she's triplets and they all have different lightsabers. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we can say anything. In breath I, I just, yeah. well, actually, Brett, that they I created the lightsaber. Oh my God. What? Anyway, Arjuna, stop with the misinformation. One of the cool little Easter eggs in the, at the, towards the end of the episode. And Brett, I'm curious to know if, here if you picked up on it, because you've obviously seen the original Star Wars. We actually get to hear when Bo-Katan takes off her helmet the last time before telling the Mando where to go to find the, a Jedi. Uh, we actually hear the sound clip, the same sound clip that Vader um, 
that you hear when Vader takes off his helmet from Return of the Jedi, which I thought was pretty cool. So what, like the uh, air? Yeah, ceiling? the air escaping the helmet. Oh, okay. Just look at Brett's face. Yeah. I know. I'm I, loving I, it. I didn't. I, I love didn't, it. I didn't Could it just that be that air air makes the same sound when people take off their helmets? That's not how it works, Brett. At all, it's fan service. It makes me happy to hear these things. It I excites me. This. It excites I, only you because I didn't catch it. I like the sound Brett, of Star Wars. <laughs> Brett, Brett, I want to ask you a direct fuck? question. We're about, you know, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes into this podcast. How much do you hate longer. us right now? On a scale of um, one to a, two. A bunch. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I really didn't enjoy reading off the DVD names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chapter yeah. He, really, he, he really, he really, he really hated, hated that. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just overwhelmed by, like, Everything that we mentioned on the, everything that happens on the show is like a callback to something that happened in like yes. a deep Star Wars expanded universe novel from like 1994. I just I don't I don't I don't care. I just want to enjoy the show for literally what is in the text of the show, not is like what is in the like deep text of like something that happened in a deleted scene from Star Wars Clone Wars the animated right, I'll show. Say this. We never talk about the deleted scenes or the director's commentary. The stuff we always talk about is the same content Canon. that that is accessible. But bringing it back to more of a, you know, enjoying something for what it is, you know, let's just run around real quick and talk about our favorite parts because this is something mm. uh, that I, yeah. I like, yeah. beyond the all the Easter eggs and the throwbacks for fan base, uh, fan, the, service. fan service, the one thing that I loved about this was uh, the, the specifically the sequence after he meets the other Mandalorians to when he's back on land. There's a lot of really cool uh, visuals, landscape shots that you could easily screenshot and make really cool posters. They just look visually super cool. Um, the one that stands out the most is when he flies back to the port and he looks out to see. You can see the um, the Quan is it Quan. The cor the Quarns the Quarns uh, boat ship explode with the three of them flying up and you've got that really cool sunset in the back. It yeah. just visually looks beautiful. Like what I they're doing this, is so good. I agree. I thought this episode was really was really cool visually. Like I, despite there being just so many tentacles on this planet, I I really enjoyed the planet. Like the dock, like they the the part where he I mentioned it earlier the part where he that he like almost lands and then doesn't stick the final part of the landing and there's sort of like is it the atst or the ats atat that is like it's almost like fishing a modified version of that yeah. with a crane on the top fishing it out like a really good use of some of the imagery and machinery and stuff that we've seen in the star wars universe but mm -hmm. put to a different use we've never seen a port we've never seen like mm -hmm. a port town in uh in Star, Star Wars. Wars and yeah here it is they have these little port docking bays and they have this little crane guy walking around in yeah. the ocean the walker ships that are dumb down they're mm -hmm. too dumb to land normal way or too broken Brett they're broken or the ship was no broken. it's no it wasn't about, about that it was about the ship being dumb real quick it was about intelligence throwing a, Fine, going to our chat here on twitch.tv slash was good as always for listeners if you want to join in the conversation we do live stream this on mondays and fridays uh this is a comment actually for you brett <clears throat> brett doesn't know about the shows but knows about expanded universe suspicious interesting i don't know about it i just know that it exists <laughs> Wait, that's you already know too much. <laughs> you know it exists. You know too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian or Juno, what would you say your favorite parts of the show was? Uh, my favorite part is going to be when the the three uh, uh, Bo-Katan and her two lackeys 
um, show up on the ship uh, for the first time. And they, you know, it's basically that fight scene with the Korans. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that because it felt very much to me like the Power Rangers coming in to save the day. <laughs> you know, like these three, uh, they're all, you know, color coordinated. They're, they're fighting is seamless. Like they've got like these... The uh, the what do you call it? the the rope things coming out of their wrists and you know they've got like blades and obviously their 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 laser weapons and, and whatnot. Um, their laser pew, pew, weapons. Their pew, their pew pew weapons. The pew right. pew weapons. Uh, you know, I, I just I loved it. I, and what the other thing I really liked about that scene too was uh, the Mandalorian who's like underwater and then they pull him out and he's like, "Get the child." He can barely talk and they they don't even hesitate. Like they're like, "Yep, we got it," and they jump right in. And they get it. They understand whatever that bond is. Um, so I guess like my question there is obviously there's some differences between the OG Mandalorians that's Bo-Katan and her group and this uh, sect of Mandalorians that Din Djarin would come under this uh, religious the watch the, the watch, watch. children of the watch children of the watch so I so she explains it you know in that you know quick monologue mm -hmm. um, children of the watch are Religious zealots. Religious zealots. So basically, if you remember, um, and you know, t Brett's gonna get upset with this. But if you remember back to Star Wars, Clone Wars, Death Watch was a group God that Bo-Katan was a part of, where there was a bald, um, you know, bald fuck, a bald fuck. Yep, a bald fuck. A yeah. bald fuck. I remember him. Um, who wanted to go back to the original ways of the Mandalorian, which is. You know, um, all about self, all about fighting. It's a very kind of extreme, ex extremist type of view on the world. Basically closing out, um, basically just like closing off self and being part of like an army and being, you know, going around just ruling war and or whatnot. Um, and that's what his teachings that's where, because remember, his character Din Djarin was saved during the Clone Wars by the Death Watch. We see that in season one. The guys in the blue armor, mm -hmm. and then obviously he right, got he got. Head, but we saw this. We actually saw these scenes. He, in the flashbacks. yeah, exactly. He get, <laughs> remember, so he gets sucked into this thing. Yeah, and basically through Bo-Katan, and you know he's being told that he is part of a cult, right? Right. But you also have to remember from his perspective, this is just some random stranger he just met. Mm -hmm. who claims to be a Mandalorian but is different from his. So I don't know if, you know, yeah. we all look at it and we think, oh, yeah, you're part of a cult, dude. Sorry, bro. Yeah. But he probably thinks that they're just a bunch of fake. Well, and, I, and, I think, and I think most viewers, you know, like the Brett viewers of the world, right, who watch the show and don't watch some of the other material would think the same thing. Like, oh, these are Mandalorians, but they don't align with him. And because he's our hero, they are antagonistic towards our hero. Yeah, because she even. I don't think that they're antagonistic. That. I don't think that they're antagonistic. Honestly, anyone like it seems like they're chiller because they take off their helmets. <laughs> like, <it> seems <laughs> like he's not a chill dude. Right. Uh, the thing that made me think that at least Bo-Katan was potentially lined up to be antagonistic is because she seems quite uh, compelled to be the leader of something. And get the black lightsaber, which seems like the thing that the other bad guy wants pretty badly. So just like basic sort of story structure, having seen movies before, just seems like when you have a character that really wants to like, you know, very, uh, you know, ambitiously like, wants to be like the king or queen of something and like wants the evil sword. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Probably seems like they're not going to be like. 
a hero in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I got you. And uh, you know, and, and and the way she's portrayed, and I'm sorry, Brett. You know, the way she's portrayed in the animated shows as well. She can she can totally go either way. I feel like she's very much set up like a like a neutral neutral character. You know, cool. I mean, that's interesting. interesting. It's it's yeah. interesting to see a character like that because. For the, I mean, a lot of the show is like, you know, anybody sort of related to Moff Gideon and whatever and the sort of remnants of the Empire, they're obviously all really bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lots of even back in the episode with like the sand dragon, the top of the season, like mm -hmm. you have the were they the they're the Tuscan Raiders, yep. right? Not the Jawas. Right. Tuscan uh, the Jawas, Raiders. The little guys. Yep. Like even they're them, the Oakland like, Raiders. They're not bad guys, but they're not human. Like they're all wearing masks and shit, so we don't even care when they get eaten by <laughs> by much like or whatever. Like, so like, you know, I, it's it's interesting to have gray grayness in here. Like, yeah. I grayness is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the Last Jedi, not for the reasons that like lots of people weren't into it. I wasn't a fan of most of those movies. Well, one thing that I thought was really interesting about the Last Jedi was potentially introducing this grayness of there is no dark side. There is no light side. You're not f born from anybody. You're born just from random people and maybe let's abandon the good, like towards the end of that movie, Kylo Ren is like, let's fucking walk away from all this shit. I was like, Oh shit, this could be an awesome moment. I would have been like, so bought in. And then like 20 minutes later in the movie, Kylo Ren doubles down. And he's like, we're, back to good we're the dark side, but darker. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in gray. Because we've already seen life is great. We've already seen light and dark anyway, right? Like the I, good versus evil is so overplayed. So seeing some gray I do would not be. I want to see exactly, Krishna. I'm sorry to cut you off. Like no, it's okay. I don't want to see light versus darkness in any fucking movie ever again. <laughs> right. To be honest, no, I'm, for real. You watch movie trailers back when movies existed, and it's like so. Just think of this in your mind every time you watch a movie trailer for the next few years. How many trailers start with like? It's a battle of lightness and darkness <laughs> that has been waging for thousands of years. And it's like, and that can describe like eight different kinds of movies and shit. And it's like, it's just super fucking boring to me. I don't want to see like orcs versus not orcs mm. or elves or shit. I, I didn't watch, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in like new Lord of the Rings TV shows coming out. Mm. I think that's just super boring. And I, so I do like, I do like grayness mm. and a I, touch of Earl Grey. Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit about this the, the first couple of weeks. The Mandalorian himself, sure, he skews toward being a, a quote-unquote good light character because he does do most things, you know, he's taking care of this kid. He helps just about everyone he meets. But I do like there is this sort of streak in him, though, that is a little bit hardcore. For instance, in the first episode of season two... Um, that alien that he was trying to get information from, like right in the beginning, uh, he you know strung him up, shut out the lights, and then let the creatures eat him. Right? Yeah. I'm like, that's, I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you, but uh, I'm I am gonna kill you. Just you know? like anyway. Batman. That was a sick. That was a sick moment. I like that. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And uh, I, and I'm I'm with you, Brad. I, I like that the Mandalorian probably more so than any other Star Wars property that I can think of. Um, on screen that is has done a good job of of bringing in this more this this grayness. It's not good. It's not bad. It's sort of like survival, and you'll do what you have to do to to make it work for for some of these characters, which is which is cool. 
So, Juno, uh, what would you say? You know, to wrap up our favorite parts, what would you say your favorite part is? I mean, I think it, it, it's probably the frogs making out. It's probably come oh. from this podcast. It's the anger that has come from Brett, the the uncomfortableness with tentacles. I feel like every time we have Brett on this podcast, we learn something new about him. His hatred for us grows exponentially. So I think I've you know we're not even done the podcast, and that I'm an open book. That that has been that to me has been the most enjoyable thing from this episode, and, and this was not a bad episode. It's just this is more mem- the episode has spawned this which is beautiful that is it's the it's it's all part of the Star Wars expanded universe yes. that Brett is so fond of and Brett is now officially yeah, in the, canon yeah <laughs> no in one of the novelizations it uh it like sort of zooms out you know from the point of view and reveals that this podcast is happening in the universe and I me Brett children's movie expert yeah. uh is kind of annoyed by the franchise that would be and fans of it. It's more specific. A couple, uh, a couple other comments here that have come in. Uh, once again, for Brett, uh, <laughs> Brett, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the game Among Us, uh, but uh, Courtney McNerdy uh, says very sus, which means obviously suspect. Uh, and then, I'm sus. Yep. And then another one. Uh, what is it? Grant. Uh, granite. Arm- granite Gr- armadillo. Granite armadillo uh, is saying that we need to vote you out. Oh boy, you're okay, gonna you're gonna go fine. out the airlock there, buddy. I have. I can easily not participate. <laughs> in this. If the fans don't like me, that's fine. No, no, you're I think sus. I love you. You're sus. Which I think means I'm sus. Yeah. You're a murderer, I've never played basically. Among Us. Really? Should we play it later? We should. I, I typically stream every Wednesday uh, on this channel, so I'll send you a code, Brett. You don't have to be on the stream, but you can play the game, and I can try and kill you. I've never played it. It's fun. Very fun game. You can Seems play overrated. on. You can play on your phone so with you're people just on the PC. You just refuse to play it. Yeah, just get um, with it. I mean, uh, get with it. Or right. still hasn't seen Mad Max. So I know. I'm not a simp. I know what sus is. I know what sus is. For sure. <laughs> you're not a simp. What is? What? Uh, um, Brett, we have a uh, we have a request. Uh, so Granite Armadillo asks, as a children's movie expert. What are okay. your thoughts? And we'll keep this brief because we still have more in the pot to go. But what are your thoughts on Land Before Time? I haven't seen those movies since, like, since you were a child. That Clinton's first term. <laughs> wow, that was what ninety two, ninety six. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen those movies since I was. I kind of aged out of Land Before Time pretty pretty early. Uh, and. Perhaps, maybe I'm not a child's movie expert. <laughs> Wait, what? That you claim to be. Oh, my you God. claim to be. Oh. Anyways. So, movie. Robbie, what was your favorite part? I already told you. It was the, the landscape shots that we oh, saw right, off right, the right, dock. Right, right, right. Uh, a couple of theories that I kind of want to touch upon here. Um, obviously, Bo-Katan um, is an interesting character. She's obviously weaved within two animated shows, now in a live action. Um, do we... we I think Brett said it best. She's connected to this dark saber thing. Mm-hmm. Chances of us seeing her again in the season most likely high, very very high, ninety eight percent. I think. I and moving into like what she said. Last thing she says to Amando, she says, "Hey, you need to. I know a Jedi. The Jedi is Ahsoka Tano." Um, Brett, well, I want to throw this to you because once again, you're not. You don't watch obviously all the animated stuff when. She said, go see Ahsoka Tano. Obviously, you read material articles on Star Wars. Did that mean anything no. to you? It went right over no. your head. When you said, obviously, I re- read material on Star Wars, 
obviously. Obviously, no. no, no I obvious. would like to say I do not read anything about Star Wars. I'm shocked. Right. Let's, even let's the, take even that the, back here. Wait, hold on. A second. Even I have the, no wait, idea who any of these people's names. Wait, what? If about, you went and said the hadn't said Bo Katan. 15 times in this episode, I would not have known the name of Katie Sackhoff's character. I called Gus Fring, Gus Fring. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> the names of these characters. I, <laughs> yes. I know the Mando. I know <laughs> Baby Yoda. That's it. And Baby Yoda's not even his I name. I know Baby Yoda's it's yeah. the child. And the Mando's not, not his name either. Right, right. Well, he refers to himself. Well, right, I guess he has not referred to himself. But everyway, he's referred to as the Mandalorian. Yeah, right? the Mando Most, by... Yes. by yeah. Mando... Not speak. Let's not speak for me here when it comes to. I I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I I'm I'm into the show. It's fun. I've seen the movies, but I think they're all kind of bad. Like I truly give no shits about Star Wars. Vote me off the island, Granite. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> I'm sus. Stick me out the airlock. Well, here's the question then. You want sus being an adult who watches Star Wars? <laughs> If that's sus, then I don't want to be. What's the opposite of sus? Not sus. Not sus again. Yeah. Innocent. Uh, innocent. In, in, I don't, yeah. don't want to be in. The, in. Well, never mind. That's weird. Uh, so, Brett. Well, then the question is this, right? When did you have any kind of reaction? Because obviously, this show takes oh. place uh, after Return of the Jedi, right? And we know at that point. So this is what you probably know, right? Luke Skywalker's around. He's probably training some Jedi. We can make that connection between. He's drinking green tit milk from yeah. the walrus on that planet yeah yeah it might not be we're not be quite quite be there yet in the timeline or whatever but so did you have any reaction when she was just like go seek out this jedi named ahsoka tano where you just like yeah whatever I, I was just like i guess that's where we're going in episode four i don't know this planet i don't know the names of any of these people mm-hmm. sounds good to me let's go see you there next week maybe maybe this person will be played by tilda swinton Who <laughs> tilda swinton <laughs> I love Tilda Swinton. The pronunciation on that name was great. Well, actually, so, we, like, we do know who's going to be I, playing I, that character. It's going to be uh, Zoe Rosario Dawson. Oh, wow. Zoe? I don't know why yeah. I got Zoe from. That's Zoe now? 101 from the Disney Channel. Great, great series. I don't even know what that is. What is that? I don't know. Ch- uh, children's movie expert. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I think so. I, I, I think Zoe 101 was actually a Nickelodeon show with uh, Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh. That's weird. Maybe you're the I children's movie. The, I only took the uh, underclassmen Zoe classes. I, I only took like Zoe like 10 and Zoe 20. I didn't get the <laughs> Zoe 101. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so that's Ahsoka. So Ahsoka, so the other big one mentioned. Yeah, who is this person who I have to like know about next week? So we're going to we're gonna change oh. this into a, a new segment. It's going to be called Educating Brett Raider on Star Wars, because that's all that matters in life. So Ahsoka Tano, Brett, is a Jedi who was... Are you ready for this one? And let's get the camera full screen on Brett, because I want his reaction when I say this. Ahsoka Tano was the Padawan to none other than Anakin Skywalker, the individual that becomes Darth Vader. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reaction. That, that I love it. Yeah, I that love was it. Great. Okay, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard of Ahsoka Tano. Like, uh, am I supposed to know who is? is, is no. I mean, I don't. No. What you, is? Yeah. Is Ahsoka Tano a human? Is Ahsoka Tano a he or a she? It's a or she. Or they? It's a she. Or they? It's a she. Um, and as uh, Courtney McDurdy also points out, uh, she's also uh, boys with Yoda. Boys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so Ahsoka Tano basically grows up during the Clone Wars. So she was around, obviously, when Anakin and Obi-Wan and all the droids are, you know, doing their thing across the galaxy. Um, she was there, you know, as part of this, the, the big Jedi army, you know, fighting throughout the galaxy. So she, at this point, would be fairly old. Yes? She's Grandmother like Jar Jar Binks. Kind of like Jar Jar, yeah. She wouldn't be that old. She's no, no, because probably... she's, she's younger than Jar Jar for sure. Yeah, so she's but, probably in like her 30s. Like She's probably Brett's age, however old Brett is. Brett, do you care to reveal? Do not reveal. 53. You're 53? <laughs> wow, you look great. Good shit. shit. He's 53 days old, guys. He's a clone. He's a clone. He's a frog. Oh, yeah, man. I was a frog. I was living in that frog jar. He was a tadpole. <laughs> a tadpole. Just a little while ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think I think I think I think this uh I think Brett's reactions kind of illuminate uh something that we've talked about before in terms of having these characters from Rebels. It's even our Twitch title, right? This is kind of like a Mandalorian Star Wars Rebels crossover. There's a lot of information in this episode. Um a lot of supplementary info that you don't necessarily need to understand the show, but I think without knowing certain elements of like, who is Ahsoka Tano? Who is Bo-Katan? I don't know if you necessarily get the full impact that you're supposed to get with the episode. I think you get some, some cool things within the show, but I think I wonder with, with John Favreau and Dave Filoni kind of, you know, running this show, if it's, if it's leaning too heavily towards rebels. Well, it's, you know, it's almost like the, Marvel Cinematic Universe problem that they're starting to get into, right? Where you have so many movies and you have so much information, it's impossible for people to keep up with it all. And if Actually, you keep referencing stuff, does it become too unwieldy? I disagree. I think that that's I think that that's the magic of the show is that there are kind of two different shows with the same exact text mm-hmm. where you guys watch the show and you're like, Ahsoka Tano, obviously the Padawan to Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars, and she must be 35 to 33. And, she's whatever. and I'm like, and I watch it and I'm like, cool. I've never heard that name, but I'm probably sure we're going to see that person's planet next week. And I'll learn more about them when we get there. And the show seems to be, if you guys are enjoying the show, equally enjoyable to people uh, of both stripes. No, I think that, I think. You know, that is the beauty of it, right? It's entertaining for us hardcore nerds, and then it's entertaining for the softcore light nerds. Core for nerds. the casual fan, right? The like, softcores. And I think that's that's important. Like, with Timothy Oliphant's character, with Case Hackoff's character, we're introduced to these characters. And, and mind you, I didn't know... Like, I consider myself a hardcore Star Wars fan. I didn't know much about Timothy Oliphant's character when I saw that first episode. Obviously, I know who Bo-Katan is. But, you know, I enjoy going and reading all the articles and the nerd shit about this stuff. You know, for someone who is a casual fan, I think it's cool that you're able to go and watch this story not knowing any of that stuff. And you're still getting a good, solid, interesting, and compelling story. And that just speaks to the strength of the show, though, which is that... The cinematography is really good. Um, the the action stuff, like the, all the stuff around outside of the plot, is really strong, so that you don't it doesn't re, it doesn't rely on its uh, narrative backstory to carry it. Right? Um, there's all this other stuff that you can enjoy inside of it. 
like the, the prosthetics, the, the the puppet things, you know, the CGI, all that good stuff. It looks really, really good. Uh, I, I was telling them, actually, I was telling Arjuna, actually, I was like, I can't even tell, like, what is CGI? Most of it is CGI, and it looks so good. It's like the best, some of the best special effects I've ever seen, right? And now I'm a casual when it comes to that stuff. I'm not on Radvi's level. Where I just don't I'll like this. I don't it. like the shiny CGI. Yeah, and there's I not. Hate it. I, I don't think I, I I haven't seen a single uh, shiny, you know, or extra shiny piece of CGI in the show so far. Knock on wood. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's the strength of the show. Uh, everything around the plot and it's it's really tight. It's really good. The production value, I guess. Yeah. So I think we can all agree that, you know, they're doing a good job with storytelling. Uh, that being said, you know, let's. <laughs> right. Are they, though? I, I, do, I, are I, they? Don't, I don't think. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's, let's go into our, our least favorite part section. And Arjuna, you know, I saved this section mostly for you. Um, what would you say, based on this episode and the podcast thereafter, has been your least favorite part so far? Brett right now. <laughs> no, no, what? just kidding, Brett. Just kidding, Brett. Uh, no, I, I think I think you know it kind of is the storytelling because you know I think you guys make good points and I think a lot of people think that way, but my opinion, you know, granted this is my opinion, which I'm allowed to I, have. I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm allowed I'm about to, have, to agree with you. I'm allowed to have. I I think the story is probably the weakest part of the show. I I, I just the plot and and kind of how the show is plotting. If you kind of look at the overallness of it. You know, Brett even mentioned it's like. Monster of the week, this of the week, and it's kind of it's 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 because because a lot of the elements are so strong. The cinematography is so strong. The visuals are so strong. You know, the sound mixing and the editing. A lot of those are so strong. It, the the story to me is a glaring weakness, and that was my big that was my big issue with um, episode one with the episode in yeah with, with the episode one of season two. I thought the dialogue was dog shit. I thought it was awful. You know, and it, it took, it, you know, for an immersive experience, right? When you watch movies and TV, you're, you know, there's, there's supposed to be some type of immersion into a world of what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me out. It took me out of, 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 of enjoying it. I can help you out one more. We've had three of the exact same episodes. Uh, every single episode, he's one. The Mandalorian has wanted to do something, and to get that, he has to help somebody else. The first episode, he had to help the town with the crate dragon. Second episode, he had to help Froggy Lady get back to her husband. This episode, he had to help Kitty Sackoff and her merry band of people to get to the next thing. We've had the exact same. Plot it almost feels like a, few It almost feels like an. How old... many episodes did they do that in season one? There was like half. There was the, the prison break episode. There yeah. was the episode where he meets the lady soldier character, yeah. and, yeah, and, they and, have, and I think and that's becoming getting, it's getting a little. But it, it, almost how, feels though, like, but it almost feels like a video game where it's like, right. you must do this task so you yeah. can get one so of the keys. what's the alternative then? Like if you, You've been playing Tsushima, haven't you? <laughs> if, yeah, you guys, if you could rewrite it and redo it, how would you do it? Um, I give you a base level. You don't have to go like super deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, you <laughs> so get get away from the plot, the simple plot line of having to help someone to do to accomplish something, right? Um you know, what, what, why does it have to be, you have to help someone? What if it, why can't we have, uh, like, a, a, mi- a murder mystery? Uh, you know, what are some of the basic yeah, plots just, that you just can just base throw it, in? Just, just base to it. add in a little right, bit of variety, right? right, right but, you know? Right, right, you know, there's there's very little on the wheel that you can reinvent in a show, but just in, even just terms of changing it up a little just bit. Just a little variety. In terms of story structure and right. and everything. Like, it really, like, the, the script is just... Stamp and print, <laughs> change so the visuals. So yeah, far, so you know? far I would say, but yeah. it, to me, I don't know. To me, it's 
it it makes logical sense of complete this to get to the next thing. I mean, real world. No, like, I, I, you're absolutely right. Yeah. To get to basic plot is there's some kind of conflict and right. you have to do something to get somewhere else. It's just it's set up so far in these first three episodes very similarly. So we can let's change it up a little bit, you know? Let's throw in just something a little different in episode two, right? I think adding on to that, there's the fact that the show ultimately has zero stakes. Yes. Spoiler. <laughs> no one's gonna rip Baby Yoda's head off its body. <laughs> Well, hold on. Listen, it's because not it's a children's show, right? Well, let's, and and even and even like even when movie. even so, uh, like, like for example, uh, Brett, not to cut you off, sorry, but when the baby fell into the fish thing, right? To your point, there's no sense of like, oh my god, it's gonna die. Even though the thing is crushed, the baby is still fine. There's no damage to the baby, and it's it's just like, cool. so I, I mean, we have so like you you have these. You have these core parts of the show where there ultimately isn't much drama. Like the man, like Mandalorian's not going to die in the middle of season two. Right. <laughs> like and neither and this happens Yoda. every episode too, where it's like, uh oh, <laughs> baby Yoda's in the Mandalorian yeah. in a tough spot, but it's only seven minutes into the episode, and <laughs> some person off screen who we haven't seen before shoots the bad guy in the back. Oh, cool, gotcha. Yeah, sweet. What happened this episode? I feel like it's happened the other few episodes. Yeah, this season. So like. When you have this core element of the show that isn't going to change, sorry, Mando's going to be the Mando, Baby O's going to going to be the Baby O's, neither of them getting, neither of them dying unexpectedly, mm-hmm. having a repetitive, having like a repetitive episodic structure. I I can imagine people are going to get annoyed by it. Yeah, to your point, a murder mystery episode. He shows up in a town and like someone's dead. You got to figure out who did it. Yeah, uh, you know. There's a court. Maybe there's a court. Maybe you have a Law and Order episode. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That'd be like, incredible. Well, this is a Star Wars universe. It's a big galaxy. We don't have to have. We don't have to do every single episode has to be the same sort of, uh, you know, quest style. You know, we can we can change it up a little bit. As the chat keeps referring uh, to D and D style. Uh, but, but sure. That's how they're presenting it. That's right. not a strength. That's not a strength of the. Like I said, it's this is Star Wars. It's a big galaxy. We can do different things. I mean, come on, George Lucas. You know, he made a trilogy of movies, and then he came back with a sequel, a prequel trilogy, and he's like, you know what people really want after this epic space opera? Jar Jar. Trade embargoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about the trade embargoes, kid. Yo, you awesome. Wait, were you? I thought it was the coolest. Up? Why did you go into politics then? I, I thought or about finances. Going, I thought about going to politics. I still might. I'm young enough. Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. I would run. I would You'd run my be campaign. Good. I'd run my campaign uh, like the Trade Federation, to be brutally honest, which means blockading uh, a or state. putting sanctions on, yeah. on stuff. Yeah, yeah, for no reason, and then, then, no and then reason. blame it on a dark lord. Oh, you'd be good right because nice. you're, you're a, lot, a lot of people like you, and a lot of people really don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a couple of funny. I won't say which. Uh, funny, funny. <laughs> Thanks, chat. Brett. Law and disorder. Mondo. Mondo. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be or great. Mando yeah. gets to a new planet, and there's like some guy, and he's like angrily folding laundry. He's like, "Listen, that's where it was. I don't have to tell you anymore. I have to go to work right now, so you better get out of here." Yeah. I mean, uh, let's let's throw, let's throw it back to some other shows, right? So, like Breaking Bad, obviously. Uh, great show. There was one episode where the whole episode takes place on Walter White trying to kill a fly. 
Yes. One and of the it was 45 of minutes of like just comedy and drama because he was losing his damn mind. You know, like th- this is that's the different levels of, you know, plot you can hit. We can we can hit stuff to move the story along. We could also have like some interesting character development. You know? So here's the thing, though. Is a Breaking Bad show, and even that episode to a degree, a children's movie, right? Remember, th- sure. Disney, like Disney, is in it to get Make as toys. many viewers on it as humanly possible. Which means, it's sure. for them, it's okay to have the copy print, mm-hmm. copy print thing. This show is never gonna win a like an Emmy for best drama. That's never gonna happen. It was nominated in its first year. Not for I best drama. Not for a drama, though. Yes, it was. It was nominated for best drama. Oh well, this I year. sit corrected yeah. by Brett. But did it, it win? Was nominated. I, but did it win? No, it didn't. Of course, Succession exactly. won. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, Succession. Uh, Succession is fantastic. It's a freaking Disney Star Wars show. Yes, yes, it is. But that, but that's that shouldn't be that shouldn't be an excuse. In fact, in fact, it's a Disney show. They have a lot of money and really bright, creative people behind it. Therefore, I expect more from it because it is a Disney. I would argue against that. I recently watched a YouTube video where, <laughs> oh, and, it, and, and, and I, I'm going to get into the lizard people. Exactly. Thing, and I, I preface oh, no. this statement by saying I watched Neither. a YouTube video because it's it's you know it could mean anything. And the big thing is when Walt Disney took on the company and started buying children's stories like the mm-hmm. Pinocchio story. These were horrific stories. You know, and, and fairy tales, right? But they adapted it to be this cutesy little thing mm-hmm. because the end goal is to have as many viewers view it, right? And Star Wars is still the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's supposed to be Baby Yoda, the child, is a cutesy thing to get you to be interested to buy and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, our chat is blowing up with a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's also super fun to watch. It's uh, got fun and easy, things, fighting, things. great fan yeah. points. So all those things are absolutely... So right before we started this little tangent, yes. I, th- I said the strength of the show is all of that stuff. The only negative, the only thing that I think could be a little bit tighter is the, is the story. If you fix the story, it's like, uh, it's like uh, one of the top shows of all time, in my opinion, because that's how good the rest of it is. Uh, that's my only quibble. I still enjoy the show. I still quietly enjoy it. He said quibble. Uh, put, like I said, this is the only show that's ever made me sympathetic to frogs. So uh, that that's 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 a huge that's a huge plus for me. I do like uh, Michael Mao's thing here about Mando, where he's you know being told basically he's in a cult. It would be kind of if you wanted to like adjust and make the story a little bit more interesting or make the character more interesting. If there was a way for us to understand what's going through his head right now, yes. Obviously, it's very hard when he's got a helmet on and right. we have no facial expressions. So it's going to come through more, I guess, movement and what he says, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Michael Michael Mayer joined us a little bit late. The only thing uh, the only thing uh, I was saying is that the first three episodes of this season have been very similar, as in it's been Mando having to help somebody to get to his next to get the thing that he wants. So episode one was helping Timothy Oliphant defeat the crate dragon. Episode two was helping Frog Lady get back to her husband. Episode three was helping Bo Katan, uh, you know, so he could. Suge- I got a suggestion. Yeah. Mando should go on a game show in the universe of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Um, because it happened in Voltron. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, Voltron. Uh, Legendary Adrian, Defenders, yeah. they actually get pulled in and go on to a game show. Yeah, that's Voltron right. Bread is another children's show. Which, Which I'm job. very familiar with and know what, what it is. I know exactly what you're well, talking but, about. But it's a good point, right? Voltron is also a children's show, but that are, are, 
not arguably, it does do a better job with plot and having different types of stories and everything kind of wrapped into what it is. Um, but yeah, it's just an opinion, guys. It's just an opinion. Speaking of opinions, before we get into to that age-old question, because we are getting to time, I do want to touch upon uh, a statement that was made on this podcast. And Brett, you said something similar about the child, Baby Yoda, because it's such a cute, innocent thing. Disney would never do anything to harm that character. But, gasp, in episode two, we saw the child eating frog eggs. Mm. And the internet, cancel culture specifically, uh, tried to cancel the child. Wait, is that a real thing? I thought it was <laughs> a oh, yeah, no. This is a real thing. Variety put out an article, I believe today, uh, that was pulling a very... This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Oh, there are God. a lot of individuals on Twitter specifically, because Twitter is the trash of the internet. It's becoming the new, new uh, Reddit, which was the, the new 4chan. It's the, it's the new Facebook. It's the new trash Facebook hole. Is anyway, they were trying to cancel the, the, the child, stating that uh, it's disgusting. It's in poor taste on Disney's part, on Star Wars' part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, inconsiderate to those that are, you know, that are trying for kids and, uh, you know, that those 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 things. Um, and then people went on to attack uh, Funko, the company, because Funko has a upcoming Funko Pop toy of Baby Yoda reaching for the egg canister. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, the child is is trying to eat them and Wait, destroy a higher line. So. What was what was their what was their reasoning? What were their arguments? So their arguments is that it's uh basically they're they're making a joke out of a creature potentially causing um extinction. Genocide. Genocide and extinction. Are these people who are arguing vegans? I no no there there are a variety of different individuals. They're so all over those, the place. Do these people eat? Not eggs to mention, there's a whole like beef. There's a whole like fetus, argue, like abortion, stem cells sort of side I, argument yeah. in there as well. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm not wading into. Interestingly enough, nobody had a problem when he was eating the space spiders from the eggs. That's true. We had a problem with the frog eggs because we like the frogs. I don't know. I found the I found episode two, season two. Quite disgusting and not fun. <laughs> I did not like I did not like the spiders. I did not like hanging out with the frog. I you know whatever. Like I think it's funny that people are trying to cancel Baby Yoda or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, whatever. It's, it's I, stupid. It's yeah, I, right, right. I I don't I don't I don't quite get the uh, the vitriol. I don't know if that's the right word. But uh, my point, my whole point to the whole thing is that Disney may not intentionally do any harm to the child. On screen, but the action, off screen. but off screen, the audience will will Tear like him will apart. destroy him or her or or, 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 or they already have or, or they're trying him. to. So I thought that was just a, an interesting thing. Uh, something else that just got sent to me and to you guys as well. So this episode was directed by Bryce D. Howard. Yeah, uh, that awesome opening uh, sequence where they come to the planet Trask. Is it Task Trask? I actually have no idea what the name of the planet is. <laughs> Anyway, the water planet, <laughs> as there, as the uh, Razor Crest is falling through the sky, uh, is very similar to another um, space pod crashing to Earth, uh, Apollo 13, uh, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, it looks like it has been confirmed oh. that uh, Bryce e. Howard, who's the daughter of Ron Howard, it was homage to to that sequence. So that's kind of cool. There's actually a side-by-side comparison. Um, it actually true. reminds me of the scene where Gary Sinise eats raw, raw frog eggs. In uh, Apollo 13. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, eagle, Brett- eagle-eyed viewers would have caught that as well. Oh. Brett, it's that time where we are going to run around Trask. the room here. and We're uh, not doing our bold predictions? 
Okay. So, uh, Brett, I'm going to ask you the question first. Um, was The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3 good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you, look so, you look so happy, too. I, I love that. I love that. Me? Yeah. 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 You're like, yeah. Because we're rapping. Like, because like we're really rapping. Relax, like, you know, calming yeah. face. It was good. I mean, I, 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 I mean, all the episodes are fine. Uh, I really like, I think, in terms of like what the show is really good at, and like a, a really good example of the show is like the prison break episode from yeah. season one. Yeah. So, like, you know, this was kind of more along those lines. Like, I did not. Again, I did not like hanging out with the frog lady and the space spiders last week. So <laughs> this week was this week was good. Nice, nice. Right. It was a bit of episode like mission of the week and a bit of like further like universe expanding lore to the people like me who haven't like watched every you know DVD like an animated show <laughs> from ten years ago. <laughs> nice, Brett. You get to ask somebody else now. Uh, Arjuna. Was it good? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Not great. Uh, I, I, it was better than the first episode. I had a lot of issues with that one. Um, but I, I do think this was a, a solid episode. Um, but I think there are some weaknesses in the show that are starting to show up. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Krishna, was it good? It was. I highly enjoyed it. Uh, even if the storytelling is getting a little repetitive. Um, I'm okay with that because it's, it's the third episode. I will be a little upset if the next episode is the same thing again. If it's going to be like he comes across somebody and he has to help them to get to the next thing. Like I, I will be a little... I'm the next, like, okay, the next episode is episode. the ship breaks down and to repair it, he must help someone <laughs> to repair it. No. No, something, cool. just something, just a, something, a little, a little variety in the play. It doesn't even have to be much. Just, just something a little different. That's all. But I, I enjoyed it. The, like Ravi, to Ravi's point, the cinematography was great. Um, uh, there was, there's, there was a lot of uh, interesting character development stuff in this. Him learning that he's in a cult is huge. Bo-Katan is a huge thing for the future and then also go and find Ahsoka the Jedi is massive so uh, I'm actually very confident that the rest of the season is going to be fantastic it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what was that narrator where did it come from Mr. Narrator uh, Ravi was uh, season 2 episode 3 of The Mandalorian good it was great I'm, I'm in it I love Star Wars I love all the, the easter eggs I love explaining it to those that are not all for the Star Wars expanded canon stuff. Uh, the other thing that I really liked too was there was a, a little bit of change in pace with music, specifically when they're actually going to the carrier. That was nice. Cinematography, like I said, was great. So I thought it was, I thought it was wonderful. It was chef's kiss. Wow. Beautiful. Favorite episode of the season so far. Wow. It was also the shortest. Yeah, it was like what? 30, it was like 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I know. Short. I did it right before my 9 a.m. meeting. I made sure to start right at the like, <laughs> start right at 8:30. Yep. So I had time. So, oh my. Well, God. that's gonna do it for us here on the Was a Good Podcast. Brett, thank you again for jumping in. Uh, as always, it's a treat when you come on. Is there? I love it. Thank you. Is there a place where uh, listeners and viewers can find you besides www.internet.com? 
Yeah, uh, there's www.computer.com, and you can also follow me on uh, twitter.com slash brettraider. Ooh. He's up to like 15,000 followers, I think. Wow. That's not quite, but. No. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. I'll give or take 2 million. Yeah. Right. Again, you can find us, Was It Good, on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram, Was It Good BTM, and as always, on twitch.tv slash Was It Good. Our next live stream is going to be this coming Monday. Come join us. We're going to be just talking about some nerd news, some pop culture stuff. Um, Arjuna's got to, he's going to probably talk about his, uh, his, I guess, story with the PlayStation 5. So definitely come check that out. If you it's are? here by then. Exactly. I'm very excited to see what happens. <laughs> Is it coming today or not? We'll I don't know. Find out. Out. It's probably Let me know what day it's forever. coming so I can hang out and just steal it from your stoop. <laughs> stoop. <laughs> Thanks again.